40 lessons. So I made it back over to the kitchen table where I normally record. I'm able to move around a little bit better now and actually get out of the house a little bit this week, which has been nice to not be in one of the three rooms in the downstairs area of my house, but be out and about a little bit in the city. Uh, this past weekend, uh, is, it's, these are interesting bookends. So Friday, the Africana Film Festival brought in Angela Davis for their evening with an icon, an amazing event, completely sold out. Uh, she sat with us. She talked with us. Um, it was it was fantastic. She's an amazing woman with an amazing journey and this amazing story. And today, five years ago, Trayvon Martin was killed. And both of these give me a perspective on this journey that I've been on that has taken me from awareness to this this burden for for action. I talk a lot about my my story in these interactions that I've had with people who don't look like me. And for many folks, racism has been, hasn't been overt. It's been something that they've observed happening to other people. They haven't been directly impacted by it. It's different when you have had an interaction with the police where you've been judged because of the color of your skin, or you've been called a racial slur to your face, or you've gotten into a fight, or you've been spit upon. It's different when racism is direct against you. And and it has been for me. And so this these aren't theories. This is not observations. This is this is truth. This is what has actually happened to me. And so my perspective on the world has been has been shaped by that. It's been heartbreaking for me when I when I hear about uh, and see it. I I see it here even in my own neighborhood where violence happens. And so my response to that is this burden and this heartbreak that says I've, I've got to, I've got to do something. So the model of Angela Davis to commit her whole life and do it in a sophisticated, intelligent way to to making a difference and to shout to the world that this is wrong. Things shouldn't be this way. This should be this way. That's a great model for us, regardless of the cause. Whatever you're fighting for. When you're calling people to truth, when you're calling people to understand the difference between right and wrong and to call them into making decisions that reinforce the truth and align with what is right. That's a good fight to be in. It's a long fight to be in. These these are not quick struggles. We, we think about these movements that we've had in history where we've shifted our society away from one habit to the next and one from one uh, set of laws to a new set of laws. Those were long battles. The civil rights movement is is one we always think about. That was a long, that was, man, it took a lot of years for, for things to change. It doesn't happen overnight. And so what, what do we have to do to keep fighting and to keep up the endurance? For me, it is, it is an unwavering conviction that things are not as they should be. And I have to do something to help it change. Now, maybe that is me working with an organization that is involved in a neighborhood that is making a difference, that's bringing resources into the neighborhood or that is educating the neighborhood or that is pushing against violence, that is taking care of people, giving people a safe haven, giving people um, a better view of themselves, speaking life into situations, speaking life into people, mentoring and, and modeling. Maybe it's that. 
for, for some people, they are they're on the policy side. And so they have positions where they can influence our policy and they can influence the laws that we have. What, whatever it is, you got you to gotta do something and you have to have a conviction about you, a conviction that is sustaining. I remember, I think I remember more the verdict of the Zimmerman case than I do Trayvon being killed. It was, it was horrible to hear about um, his death, but it, it shook me when I remember we were, I was with friends and we had, had this wonderful day together. We were just hanging out and connecting and uh, we, my friends that were together, we, we all lived in different states across the country. So we were all together just outside DC and we were in a hotel room kind of figuring out what are we going to do tonight? We had this great day. What are we doing tonight? And I remember we got a text and someone said, hey, the verdict is about to be announced. And we turned the TV on and we were just we were shocked. We were shocked and we were sad and we were disappointed and we were angry. And and we sat in that room that night and we just talked and we couldn't believe it. It seemed so clear to us what the verdict should have been. And from that moment, the rise of the. Black Lives Matter movement becomes uh, comes about because you have story after story after story after story of lives being lost senselessly for no reason. And so the anger that I felt that night has fueled my burden to, to keep going and to keep doing what I am doing. I picked back up. Um, I read this once before and I'm reading it again. James Baldwin, The Fire Next Time. And there's the first letter that that he writes there's this conversation about about them which is which is uh white people but he talks about accepting them and accepting them but love accepting them with love and calling them innocent people who have no hope because in effect they're still trapped in history they do not understand uh and will not understand uh and they can't be released from it the only thing that can do that is is love and so he, he talks about helping them with, with love. And I think about the places that I've been where I've had to speak truth to people that maybe didn't want to hear it, but I had to do it with love. Yelling didn't work. Talking in anger didn't work. Only love did. And love can shift us. Love can connect us and move us from where we are to a better place. There's power in that love. There's power in acceptance and so that can really shift our, our society and change who we are. And we need it. There, there are too many of us who don't value other people for whatever reason. Our value for people is lower. And that, that's a condition of the heart. And so there has to be something that penetrates the heart and penetrates our view so we can value people just as they are, have, 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 have a worth for them, that says you are as, as good of a human as I am. And there's no difference in the worth for you than it is for me. That's what we got to do. And so I'm still, I'm still on a journey. I've been encouraged by the amazing model of Angela Davis. I've been reminded today of the anniversary of young Trayvon and his death. And I think about that family that now their whole world is shifted because of the, the racism and violence of one person. And many families' lives have shifted because of the racism and violence of one person. So my hope for you, my hope for me 
is that we won't quit. We won't stop. That we will endure. That we, we won't lose speed. We won't fall victim to fatigue on this journey that is hard and difficult. But we would connect with each other, hold hands with each other, and walk down this road towards a better future. A better future for us, a better future for our kids, a better future for our kids' kids. That's what we got to do. So that's my hope for you, my hope for me. And as always, I want you to take care of yourself and for all of you to please take care of each other. This is 40 Lessons. My name is Todd Waldo. Take care.